0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments and then examine its obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast.
1: Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, Brooke. Hi. Who's returning to be with us? <laughs> so we all speak languages, which. <laughs> Right.
0: Languages of love.
1: Now Well, I I know sometimes Kyle and I, we have a tough time with the native language that we speak, which is English. But, uh, you know, okay, so there comes the topic of dead languages. A language is considered dead when it is no longer the native language of a community of people. It's noted that now that's different from extinct languages, which are no longer don't have any speakers at all. But there are such things as dead languages. We deal with Latin, right? Latin is considered a dead language. It began in Italy, spreads from that area, basically, of Italy, spreads with the Roman Empire. uh, And then you think it dies out with the fall of the Roman Empire. It actually transformed. It basically turned into what we consider the Romance languages, Spanish, French, Italian, Portuguese and Romanian. Um, And the classic Latin fell out of use. Now, you'd consider it to be dead. But it still does exist in a variety of areas. Right. And these are areas that if you still wanted to uh, be an expert in any of these areas, you would want to know a little Latin. One of those is science in the field of medicine names for diseases, drugs, even body parts are still treated with with their Latin forms, um, especially in biology as well. Catholicism, something that I'm a bit familiar with uh, it is still the official language of Vatican City. It's used throughout a lot of the different rites uh, and areas of that of that uh, religion uh, philosophy. Uh, If you study philosophical theories, you'll come across a good amount of Latin terminology and law. So in the legal field, uh, habeas corpus, pro bono, ex post facto, Latin is very important in those things. So although it's a dead language, there are some benefits of knowing a little Latin, even today. Why do I bring this up? (laughs) Uh, There will be some jealousy that we will hear emanating from a certain character. Uh, I, I hand it over to you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, because I believe the original Stark family uh, motto was in vino veritas. Uh-oh. So here we are in minute 25 of Iron Man 2 in 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and we uh, pick up where we left off, which is in the extraordinarily uncomfortably long take of Tony Stark looking gross and drinking chlorophyll. Yeah. It's a long shot. It's gross. It's <laughs> gross. And it's gross. Yeah, and we, it's gross.
1: It's, uh, no argument. It's gross. It's meant to be gross.
0: Yes. She's doing her job. Why is it meant to be gross. Still figuring that out, but uh, yeah. So then they they cut and they, they I love it. They cut back to Scarlet and to, to Natasha, and she's just nothing. Unfazed. Great. Unfazed. Un, exactly. Just like yeah. I've seen way worse. Man. Like like go ahead. Whatever. Sure. Uh and then he, and even Tony Stark even gets rattled by this the the most verbal of all of our heroes and he's like she's giving him nothing right and so it even makes him uncomfortable and he says what? Like did you say something? And she didn't give him nothing back like not even like I didn't say anything sir like it was just like nope just ice cold
1: I'll Wait, take I a drink. just want to
0: say this Yes
1: <laughs> Okay and when that happens Inside Whoa. her head, she just went, mission objectives, check. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way to mission accomplished because he's totally rattled. He, you can see it in his eyes. The whole weird, awkward conversation starter of, did you say something? What? Oh, no, he's done. Mm-hmm. It's all it's this game. Yeah, is, is She's yeah,
0: exactly. She is. Yeah, She is like 10 moves ahead of him at right. this point. Uh, So then uh, Tony says uh, to Happy, can you give her a lesson? Uh. And so it's like, okay, sure. So Tony hops out of the ring and Happy, uh, the two of them square off. So we go cut to Pepper and uh, Pepper is using uh, her phone. Rob, it's time to test your technical acumen. So Pepper (laughs) Pepper Potts is using the LG NV2. Oh, also wow. known as the VX9100. So, I have three questions for you. Oh, I'm wow. unprepared, but go ahead. <laughs> exactly, that's why yeah, I wanted to do this. Did. What? Okay, here's your three questions. What is the operating system of that phone? What is the internal memory? And how big is the camera?
1: 2010 oh, this, movie, wow. this this
0: this phone came out in late 2008 so it was being used in 2009 which is when the movie was shot okay so it was new at the time Yes. so it was pretty and it was a mid-range phone i would say that it was it was not top of the line but it also was not you know bargain basement right and this is what's, 2009 what's the first question first question is what is the operating system that's probably going to be the the well, no, I think. It's, yeah, I think. Well, it's probably some LG was
1: been known. They have used. I know in their TVs they have used a variety of of operating systems. One of them is called mm-hmm. WebOS, which is actually a homegrown OS that they use in their televisions. Oh, so this is probably take. a homegrown operating system for theirs. Like I don't think it's licensed from anybody. So I don't know. It's LG LG Mobile OS. One, one, <laughs> I'll
0: give you. I'll give you half a point for that one. Yeah. It's actually called Brew. Oh i remember but so you're this right. yes it is the it is the internal it is their internal it was not android right was no not, uh, i i did know, I did was, know that that thing. i knew okay. all right half point What what is the internal memory
1: of the phone oh okay 2009 this is yes. um wow i mean that's that's a year after the iphone well, a year or two after the iphone you probably have I, iphone 3g is out so it's the second Ooh. generation iphone oh uh, i mean I don't even think we're in gigs. Are we in gigs yet? On phones, I, I,
0: will, I will give you one clue one in that clue. it had it also had an external memory card slot. Oh, it's it's. In, so I'm not I'm not counting that. I'm not counting not that. Counting I'm saying out. what is the so what is the internal memory of the phone? Not like what is the max capacity that Oh, you could I want to see something. In
1: an SD card. I want to see something ridiculous like 16 meg. <laughs> uh,
0: you're close. Oh, it actually, was, it actually was 63 meg. Oh, but in megs. Under 100 meg. In megs. Under 100 meg. That's
1: another half point. I think that's another half
0: point for me. And (laughs) how many megapixels did the camera have? Uh,
1: Like (laughs) 2.1.
0: Yes. (laughs) 2.1.
1: I am a total tech nerd. Yes,
0: you are. I you feel you like I've said. just wandered
1: into the, like the nerds version of
2: wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Seriously. That's true. <laughs> but meanwhile, back to the rampant sexism. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm sorry uh, so- <laughs> Rob, and I really
2: do insist that you do keep this in the podcast, because I don't know if people know that we can see each other's faces. Rob's face, every time he got a half point or a point, the elation was just beautiful to
1: watch. It was amazing. <laughs> I am very expressive. <laughs> I emote quite much. Oh, you're, well. you're welcome. Thank you. Very nice. Uh,
0: so, so then, so Tony sits down next to Pepper on the on the on the duvet. I don't know what. Uh, exactly. No, that's on a the, chair. The... I'm surprised
1: you guys have a chair. Looked it's up... just a
0: straight. It's just a big chair. Yeah, yeah. They are a chair, not.
1: Big... Go ahead. Yeah, a, ch- a chair not
0: meant a chair not Actually, meant for two people. big chairs exist. Yeah, yeah, but not meant for two people. Well, yeah. no, they're not. Do you think that was part of it? Like Wait a was second. him squeezing in? No, hold on. First off, they're not meant for a
2: chair of a, for, for two people for someone who's my size because I identify as a yeah. fat woman. However, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is probably a size two, and Robert Downey Jr. is probably a size two
1: point four. They're still, it's still, it's still snug. They're still snug it's on that. snug. It's pretty snug. However, well, especially, supposed, he especially because
0: ahead. he has to. He right. smells terrible at this of point. Of course he does. I mean, not only from the, all the, all the sweat, but also probably because he's sweating out chlorophyll. It- <laughs> Which is all he's eating and drinking. I'm sorry if you think that Um, I
2: ever, for once, think that Robert Downey Jr. smells like anything other than like lavender and or rosemary. You are wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wanna live in Brook World. So don't they all? (laughs) So, um, (laughs) so uh, he says, "Who is she?" And this is why, like Pepper. Having seen it all Mm -hmm. (laughs) over the last 10 years, says she is from legal and is potentially a very expensive sexual harassment lawsuit if you keep ogling her like that. (laughs) It's like, uh (laughs) aha. So obviously Pepper doesn't miss anything. No,
2: but it goes to the fact that like, and as I said in the previous minute, she knows where to draw the line.
0: Well, she's, she sees there is a line, and it's going to be crossed, and he's, she's trying to keep him on one side of it.
1: Now, during this uh, and, now during this conversation, yeah. a very interesting thing happens, and I know we alluded to this at the end of the previous minute, uh, Brooke. There's an issue with uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s legs, mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. his crossing of his legs. What do you think happens in this?
2: Uh, and as I said, I would love to know if it's an acting choice or a directorial choice. Um, I don't believe that it's yeah. a screen. Maybe it was a screen direction. I don't know. Uh, Pepper is sitting with her legs crossed, right leg over left. Um, Tony sits right. down next to her and crosses left over right. He looks upon her legs and, like, kind of like has a weird little fa- facial tic and changes the positioning of his legs to mimic her, yep. mirroring Marrying her. But the other thing is as well is like, okay, I'm going to start getting in line. Oh,
1: oh, I okay, that's good. You don't agree. I have, a different, I have a different perspective. Okay. When he sits down, he does this so that their legs will touch. And if you notice, the moment he sits down, her leg moves. And the, the meaning she is sending him is, no, you're not touching me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he changes the legs. And I actually have a really deeper theory about this. She's Ooh. miffed. We are starting to see the little bits of jealousy. She sees him ogling this new woman. And we talked about this in the last minute. This is her going, "Uh uh-uh, no, the barn door's closed. You're not, don't even try to even try to flirt with me. That's not happening. And I'm going to tell you, if you look at their conversations in the previous minutes, there there clearly has been this flirtatious relationship up to this point. This is her absolutely saying because of all the attention he has just shown this new character. Very quickly, she's basically like, "No, don't."
2: Uh, as a woman, I can tell you, you're
0: not wrong. Ah. Mm. I don't see you it. Don't? You don't? I, I, no. I mean, I don't. I I don't see her being like jealous because why? Like she like she doesn't. She has no hold over Tony. Like she, Tony's not hers, but. I want to go back to I want to go back to the moment in the first Iron Man movie, though. You just said something very interesting to me. Tony's not hers.
2: Yes, yes he is very much hers. Very much <laughs> so. Yes, I would
0: agree. Well, but but he's like not romantically. And yeah, but so then why would she be jealous of someone coming in? He was okay, you're confusing
2: two things in my mind. Number one, it's deeper. It's, it's it, deeper. It, well, for me, it's like it's <laughs> with Pepper, it's romance and it's love and it's that that river that runs underneath. It's what you share with your wife. When he's looking at Scarlett Johansson, when he's looking at Natalie Rushkoff, whatever her, <laughs> her name is. <laughs> R- he's like yeah. <laughs> Rush, excuse me. He's thinking Oh, my God, she's hot. And I am very physically attracted. There is a difference between lust and love. What he has with Pepper Mm -hmm. is lust and love. But that doesn't mean he's, in a sense, married, but he's not buried
1: at all. And I I think you see this is based on what we talked about in their previous conversation. It, again, we're building on that whole her coming down and raising hell with him about, look what you did, all this stuff I spent all this time doing for you. And you're going to try and say it's, oh, it's your money and not our. And even in that conversation, when it's kind of like, oh, is it my money or is it our money? it's It's an old married couples argument, mm-hmm. right? And that's happening here. And I honestly think the whole scene where she comes in, it goes from really quickly. Oh, playful. Hey, Tony, don't mess this up. This is not please don't do this to then, what what does this happen? Right after she has watched her enter the ring and seeing and witnessing Tony get his tongue tied, which Pepper knows, oh, come on. That doesn't, one, that doesn't happen. Two, you're, you're, do, you're letting yourself do that for her? I'm right here. I think it's that he sits down, they touch, and she's like,
0: no, get your leg off me.
2: I don't think you're wrong. I think he's, t- I think Rob's read it right.
0: Pepper has a weird slut shaming thing Yo. that she does. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because she does it in the first and I, I don't and I don't quite understand it. So maybe this is this is part of what ties into that. In the first Iron movie, she like basically is, is kicking out the reporter after Tony has slept with her. And you know, and makes a thing about like one of my jobs is taking out the trash. Oh. So basically it's like, you know, Tony just had a one night stand with her too, but you're not really that upset about that. And then we're gonna see that same character will show up and and she'll slut shame her again. I'm sorry. Is this
2: the Marvel movie minute or but, the internalized bias minute? Yeah.
0: Well, the- that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand the I don't understand Pepper in, in this in these situations. Like I, I see that I, she is aware of everything that's going on in here. She sees exactly how Tony feels about Natasha or Natalie. Uh, she doesn't know how Natalie feels about Tony, but I don't think she really cares because this is just another employee of, of Stark Industries, and so she's thinking like a CEO. But well, she's not in love with, there with is Natalie; that, she's
2: in love with Tony. Right, right,
0: right. So she doesn't care about what how Natalie feels about any of this kind of stuff. But that's it's it's a weird thing. I I don't I don't I didn't understand it in the first one. I don't understand it in this one, and then it just goes hmm. away. Well, uh, you're, you're a woman scorned. What's that saying? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Who's who's been scorned and when?
1: Well, no, I mean, I think, okay. like you go all the way back to that first time where she says, I'm taking out the trash. That's to say, you know, you really should not be wasting your time with trash. That's her point of that. She's calling the woman trash. She's telling it to Tony because she's like, wow, you're wasting your time with them when I'm right here. And that's what. Yes, I actually think that's what you're getting with pepper. Those seeds are part of that story. Oh, I don't. I don't see
0: that she's waiting for Tony at all. I think. I oh, think she, I think you she don't. S- she yeah, she's. If I you
2: were to tell me yeah. that she that Gwyneth Paltrow went and watched every single scene Janelle Maloney did in the first three seasons with Bradley Whitford on The West Wing, and like played oh. it exactly like that, I would be like totally get it. <laughs>
0: We just had another West Wing reference. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It, said, it keeps coming up. So, so you guys are both saying that Pepper is just waiting for Tony to come to his senses and, and marry her? Not come to her senses, but come to his senses. But basically
1: get past whatever it is that's afflicting him, which she doesn't know at this time is, is death.
2: Do, do you understand like the whole concept of like a woman looking at another man and saying, I am your partner? I am your partner. I am the one who shows up every day. I do the work. I run the right. company. I take care of the kid, which is the company. I let you. I do all this work so you can go off and do whatever the hell you want to do. And now you're going to have the audacity to check out this other woman right in front of me? Yes, absolutely. Yes. But see, that's not. but
0: I, I, hundred percent. 100% with you on that. But I don't see that. I, I see that as, as a partner thing. I don't see that as a, a relationship thing. I mean, as in terms of like a romantic relationship where she is just sitting there pining in her heart, waiting for Tony to realize that the one he's been looking for is right there. Cue the Vanessa Williams song. No, I think it's okay. I'm sorry. Go I'm going to like jump
2: in. First off, guys, she's not a Vanessa Williams kind of girl. She's a like. I'm going to listen to Meredith Brooks's bitch over and over and over again. And like get that. Yeah. And the thing is is that Pepper's never going to be the romance where you're going to buy me, you know, roses. She doesn't want roses. She wants respect. Yeah. She wants a partner and Tony is a partner yes. when he is acting like one. He's a very good partner and foil to her. It's never going to be about like like I said the satin sheets or all that stuff. It's going to be about showing up and doing the work because that's how she's wired. She is uber capable. She's she's sexy, but she's restrained. She's like, I'm going to play my sexiness in a, in a man's world where it makes me work. She's so capable. She ends up being one of the greatest parts of the whole MCU and I'm not a Grinnell fan. It hurts me no to question. say this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love Gwyneth as Pepper. I'm not a big fan of her in, in other things.
1: Right. I agree <laughs> with that. I agree with that.
0: Yeah. But I think she's been very poorly written. Agreed. And I, think, I feel like there are vast swaths of character th- changes that happen between the movies that don't get explored. Like, she shows up and she's a different person.
2: Mm-hmm. So, anyway, this though, is my thing. is like okay. In this context, I think I am... I completely understand what Rob is saying. I think she's like it's yeah she might be calling the girls trash but let me I'm gonna say one thing Pepper's a woman and the other girls were just that they were girls and I'm not saying that's right for what she said to them to me what she should have been saying to them was you could do a lot better than this guy because this guy's gonna like be like break you because he's been doing it to me even if it's 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 not just about the sex it's about how you show up emotionally and the person that Tony shows up best for emotionally is 1000% pepper Potts. I'm not saying he shows up perfectly. I'm saying the best of his ability at that time, he's showing up for pepper. Am I
1: wrong? No. Am I willing? I'm willing to be wrong. No, I, I agree with that. No, I agree with that. I would, I would add that in terms of, as this episode of relationship counseling by the minute <laughs> continues. No, I mean, here's the thing. The reason why I see this is, and the reason why, why it, there might be some inconsistencies with this is, Pepper has two things that are important to real deep, long lasting relationships. If they become, you know, more, if they become intimate relationships, like where this is headed is this number one, she knows that she is an integral part to him being able to be Iron Man. She is absolutely without her. No, Mm -hmm. he will become a disaster and self-destruct. Ah, foreshadowing what we're about to see later on in this movie. And number Mm -hmm. two, Maybe one of the greatest things of love and love in that deep emotional route of, of relationships is Pepper can see Tony for what he could be, not just what he is. Yeah, but
2: she the thing is, though, is that she also she does see him for what he could be, but she loves him for who he is now.
1: And, oh, no, exactly right. But but she's willing to be able to not deter from encouraging that and being very candid with him and stuff. That is what I think makes this. And I to me, everything I see up to now speaks to that. Welcome to Love Live. About what about that? How did we?
0: Let's take our next caller on the one eight hundred number. Let's. What's your
1: question? No. we
0: want to talk about. I want to talk about Peter Quill yeah. and uh, how he has his, uh, his relationship with his mother makes so he's uh, can't form long lasting relationship with women
1: and Gamora. No, so it... <laughs> <laughs> wow, we really we went deep on that. No, but you know this. I, it's, it's interesting. Yeah,
0: still, it's she's still she's still a puzzle to me
1: it's well but i mean and here's here's what i think sours this minute probably for you is what then follows is is horrendous by a certain character and
0: we're about to get into the real (laughs) deep misogyny here um so their their conversation seems like he says i need a new assistant she says yes and i have three excellent potential candidates they're lined up and ready to meet you he says i don't have time to meet i need someone now and i think it's her and pepper says no it's not Then we go into cut into the the boxing ring uh where yeah now obviously happy is not the most evolved of people at this he's point not. he also has a journey to take before he will be become at his at his best which is you know in in far from home correct um but uh he's so he's being very condescending to this tiny i mean obviously she is a tiny woman like though she be little she is fierce but she's still little uh he said there's a good foot between favreau and 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 favreau's not a tall man either uh and he says you ever boxed before like taibo booty boot camp crunch something like that yeah not cool i'm not going to get in deep on what all those things no, are you can we look them no. up, but it's just been him being like super condescending <laughs> <Yeah>. and, like, <laughs> circa 2000, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and they're all they are. So, uh, now, okay, so let's let's shift away from all the emotional stuff, and let's get nerdy, because uh, when uh, Tony starts the producer, our friends at Perception show up again, and they created this smart table. Uh, So, he, uh, all the stuff he brings up, uh, the first page uh, has Stark Search Beta 1.0, powered by Google. (laughs) Another product placement. Ching! (laughs) Um, So, the... So the so from then on, we have uh, basically her resume. And I happen to have Black Widow's resume here. Would you like I, – I went through and pulled off all the information from those screens and have it here.
1: Some very so interesting stuff embedded in
0: here. That's right. So Black, her resume. So Natalie Rushman's resume is uh, – she is an analytical multilingual legal assistant with an interest in world trade, national security, and human rights which is, that's, that's that's Natasha. Accurate, accurate. <laughs> Interest in world trade, national security. Yeah, okay. Excellent research writing and executive presentation skills. Okay, we have not seen that on screen, but sure. Uh, she adapts quickly to new environments and thrives on multiple tasks. Well, yeah. <laughs> As a super spy, you kind of have to be able to adapt. Let's see. Her areas of expertise include legal documentation summarization, research coordination, Proofreading, extensive research experience, research development, certification in personal training, and previous experience with PIC microcontrollers, which is a weird addition <laughs> to that list. <laughs> uh, her experience is she was a legal assistant at Stark Industries, Long Beach, California, from 2010 to present. So obviously, she just recently got hired. Before that, she was an intern at Hammer Industries. Oh. Hmm. Oh, oh interesting. All oh. oh, right. Uh-huh. Uh, her technical proficiencies include Microsoft Word, Excel. Entourage, which I don't remember as being a program. Rob, do you know?
1: Oh, Entourage was their their, uh, integrated email contact management to-do
0: list system. Ah, okay. So it says Entourage and Outlook, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's also proficient in Word Perfect. Word Perfect. I miss it. Lotus Notes. I have to tell you
2: guys, as somebody who works in the legal field, I miss Word Perfect still.
0: Right. Uh, Well, maybe you'll know this one. She also is proficient in something called (laughs) Westlaw. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No. I said oh, I didn't know that one. No. Westlaw in the night, Westlaw. It, it, uh,
1: Westlaw was now. It's no longer. I think got deactivated. Uh, maybe five, five or six, ten, seven years ago. But Westlaw was the was the preeminent legal database in the nineties and the two thousand. Um, I'm actually going to
2: wait, Rob. It still is the preeminent. Yeah.
1: What? Uh, well, no, no, well, no. Well, no. It's it's Westlaw next now. They upgraded oh, it. Didn't, they, didn't Okay, so I it's just, actually something. To, well, hey. I, did. I did a little bit of homework, um, and Lexus Nexus. Well, Lexus Nexus is Lexis also Nexus, there, and yeah, that's no, on the list as Lexis well. Lexus Nexus right?
0: is next on the list. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft Explorer. <laughs> like, I still call so. it Westlaw. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and you should don't. I
1: was being really nerdy there. No, it's they, they 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 upped it. They went and upgraded to this whole new system. But anybody, if you've been doing law for the last twenty twenty five years, you know about Westlaw. Uh,
2: this ad brought to you by Thompson Reuters.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <Sure.
1: laughs>
0: Uh, she also has permission in Safari and Firefox and is a notary public. Hey. Yeah. Uh, she is open to relocation and then her language skills. She is fluent in French, Italian, Russian, and Latin, Latin, (laughs) Latin. So there's another, there's another thing on there, but we'll, we'll get to that as we go. And so, uh, then as he's, as, uh, as Tony is reading this out, uh, he says, who speaks Latin? And so Gwyneth says, "Or I mean, am sorry, uh, Pepper says, no one speaks Latin. Apparently, this was a joke on the set, because as they were talking about what Black Widow could actually do, Gwyneth made that joke. She's like, uh, Latin is not a spoken language. No one speaks Latin. So they're like, oh, that's funny. We need to put that in the movie. And so they just added it into the scene. Oh, it
1: sounds like the jealousy went far and deep in the production of this movie.
0: <laughs> See, I
1: take that line. As Pepper going even more like, uh, like all the things he's just mentioned, if you've just gone through those and he didn't, he didn't read those, he just scans through them. But all of those things for him to pull up, like the Latin thing, here's what the characters doing. He's saying, wow, she, she knows Latin. That's impressive. And Pepper's just like, who cares? That's a dead <laughs> language.
0: That's totally within line of well, the she character. she also says, no one speaks Latin and she's wrong. Well, because well, you, know, you said Rush that about does it, there being
2: possible jealousy on the set, well, you said it best. Gwyneth Paltrow was 37 years old, had already had two children, and Scarlett Johansson was 24. I mean, well, and I'm not saying that they don't have the utmost
1: respect for each other, but there. Okay, is, now, I wasn't insinuating anything like that. However, <laughs> <woman, laughs> like you uh,
2: like, come to your
1: own conclusions.
2: Queen Bees and Wannabes... No, Queen Bees and Wannabes, the book, is, is not an inaccurate portrayal of being female.
1: That's right. Adapted
0: into mean girls. I mean, listen, she,
1: if she speaks Latin, there's, she's obviously very astute. It's not like she's a lingerie model.
0: Hey, Rob. Oh, wait. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Because <laughs> this is super gross. Yeah, but there's a reason. I can expect, go ahead. Whatever. So at the bottom of her resume... It says modeling history. She was a Ford model from 2005 to 2007. Yes. Runway fashion locations included Japan, Italy, France, and the United States. And mm. DNE. I don't know if, if that, the font was very very small. DNE models 2004 2005 commercial featured in various national advertising campaigns. And hey, there's art that goes along with it too.
1: Okay. First, all, I think it's one model. I think it's O-N-E. I don't know if it's a D. O-N-E? My, okay. My, see, my, I say, the font was yeah, very, the font, very no, small, no, so no. I had a hard time. We're analyzing compressed JPEGs of screenshots. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did we... Now, I don't know if you meant, if you omitted this for a reason. Did You, did, you didn't mention her education? Did,
0: oh, I didn't see that on there. Okay. So, then, so her education,
1: that? she... Harvard Law School, but she also then attended the University of Southern California. USC USC Now okay and which by the way if you look at the thing this is funny her thesis at the University of Southern California her uh, master's thesis the impact of Stark industries and I couldn't figure it out because it's obscured by his glove
0: uh. But
1: amusing so okay look at all this information what did they embed here for Tony Stark to see here's somebody well one she worked at Hammer Industries interesting two she clearly had an interest in Stark Industries and by reference him so mm-hmm. they're building this whole case for Tony to think oh, this is someone who really likes you and knows how to press all your buttons.
2: Hey, remember when for, uh, uh, you uh, find out that she's embedded and like whatever, they wrote this like dossier <laughs> for her to get in there. And it basically is like catnip for Tony of the highest grade. Yeah. It's like ganja
1: grade catnip. <laughs> that's exactly what this is. And okay, could, it, could is it within the realm of possibility that an attractive young woman who, who is at USC could somehow get involved in the modeling industry? The answer? Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. it's I mean, there completely now. we just we just yes. call it Instagram
2: and TikTok and OnlyFans. <laughs> see, it's totally believable.
1: It's totally believable, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Is it appropriate? Not is it appropriate?
0: Appropriate? No,
1: no. Necessary? <laughs>
0: no. no.
1: But if you're trying, you're
0: trying to hook. You're trying to hook. This is the bait for Tony. Okay, okay. The, the inside the movie, sure, sure. Outside the movie. Is there a reason that when you hired Scarlett Jansen, you also had to have her do a lingerie shoot? Can we not just look at her and think, yeah, she's pretty? Well, are you sure that she did? Yeah, because it's right there. Like, there are multiple shots that she, like, did a whole thing. It is not CG'd.
1: The one that's really gross of all the photos, and I'm sorry, I, I certainly screenshotted the gallery shot of all the photos, There's a photo of her laying down on like a red velvety thing with a wine glass and a wine bottle, and it's just a weird shot. (laughs) I mean, I don't know.
2: So, okay, I want to stop for just a second and say first, please. please. I love Jon Favreau. I really do, especially the work he's done around food. Because he made Chef Mm -hmm. and he's got the Chef Show and all that stuff. Yes. Yes. Huge fan. Um, John Favreau of 2020 would not have made this movie. Nope. Because Me Too has happened. And I haven't haven't watched Iron Man because you didn't invite me to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is very
1: tone um, deaf. And and today's. (laughs) There's a a lot of stuff in Iron
0: Man that's pretty (laughs) questionable. Anyway. we were not actually hosting. That was it not at our the time. fault. So that was not us. Yeah. And again, Kyle, and
2: I think part of the reason why Kyle invited me to come on is because I have had a strong beef with the MCU and their portrayal of women through the entire MCU. And if you want to see, my boyfriend and I usually agree on, I'd say 99.999% of everything. And on the last scene in Endgame with all the women, we have to not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's pandering, and he's like, I think it's great.
0: <laughs> I believe both of those things. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, I would agree. With both. Great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I'm sorry. I don't mean to derail, but that's a different. That's a that's a much farther future
0: episode. Yeah. Now look it. I, yeah, so you're, no, no, you're no, circling no. around back to the But photo no, so
1: so no. I mean again in terms of the story that is being told here in this in these minutes, mm-hmm. it does make weird sense. Uh, it's horrible, but it speaks to the worst of the character of Tony Stark. And that and I I mean, you know, did they have to go to this level? No, I will say. I mean, yeah, this is outrageous to think that one day she got called to the set and the set was, yeah, it's your photo shoot day. And Scar- and Scarlett Johansson was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, she signed up for knowing. I mean, I'm, this is in the script, right? So I mean, like, I understand that. But yeah, this is this is outrageous that they had to actually
2: I, all this. I do not disagree with yeah. that. I really try very hard not to look at art from. I try to look at stuff in made in the context of the years it was made, not in the years that it, it is now. I right. and I have to work hard at it <laughs> and analyze it I
0: think it I think this was pretty gross I, then I'm not too. saying it wasn't gross but it's but it's di- <laughs> okay well i'll say I'll tell you one thing though this is a Paramount movie. If this was a Disney movie, this would not have happened. Oh, that's a good point i i I, I remind you that Paramount is the one who did Star Trek into Darkness. Which has the dumbest? Oh,
1: the most gratuitous! The most gratuitous! Yes, in all shot of Star ever. Trek. Well, yes. my God, it's one of the most ridiculous shots. It makes yes. no sense. It's completely ridiculous. Yes. And it was. And it yes. was. And okay, wait. Diver, divergent here. That shot was only in the movie to be in the trailer. Yes. Only for the trailer
0: and screen grabbed for the. It next, was. The, it next was clickbait
1: in a movie yes. trailer. Yes. Which is ridiculous. And
0: look what we have here.
1: Yeah. I again, it's gross. It's gross because the to, the character of Tony is in a gross, gross state of his life because of a lot of different reasons.
0: Yes, uh, internally the logic, okay, fine. I, it's unnecessary, but fine. But like externally, unnecessary entirely. No,
1: but I, but I'll tell you though, I would also make the case that I think this is part of Shield's plan. To not just hook Tony, but also to do, to create disruption between Tony and Pepper. Why? Because
2: I don't. Ooh, that's really interesting too. Because the thing is, is that the person who has led Tony back to Shield has been Pepper. At this yeah. time,
1: at this at this point, I think they're basically just like, look, there's technology here. He's got a problem. We want to we want to scorch the earth and figure out how to rebuild how to rebuild this so that we can rebuild him in the image of Shield. <gasps> Okay. Not
2: only that, but if you can isolate him, once they get him isolated later on in the movie is when they're able to
0: manipulate him.
1: (laughs) I went real deep there I know I'm stretching because I really love this movie,
0: but you can love this movie and not you know, going to this going. Damn, I never thought of that. <laughs> I'm right. I hope and he's like, oh, they didn't even let me finish cutting that scene. They took it away from me in the editing room.
1: You got to love when you can overanalyze something, which you can only do on a minute by minute podcast of a movie. Yes. But you got to love like, I know we're
0: giving meaning to things that are probably just like, hey, we just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> Boom, done. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. So that and and on, all, on on those uh images that is where the actual minute comes to an end. <laughs> mercifully.
2: <Ooh. laughs> uh, <laughs> mercifully. Don't worry. She gets her redemption. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, I made the mistake. I watched I analyzed the previous minute and the next minute or this minute and the next minute. Oh, okay. So I'm glad I watched the movie like four like once, and then I rewatched those scenes
0: a couple times. So yeah, so yeah, so we'll have you on for twenty six then, so we can. Oh great! Yes. That, well, I'm that. just gonna
2: keep saying Patty Moneymaker over and over and over yes, again.
0: Yes, it cannot yeah. be said enough.
2: Well, no, because okay, so I think I got it. So, like Kyle, I understand you feeling about it being so gross, and that might be why it has been rated so lowly, lowly, so low within the MCU like the cinematic spectrum.
0: So speaking of ratings, yes, we uh, could use your ratings for this particular show. Uh, If you go to your podcatcher of choice, uh, whether it be iTunes or Pocket Casts or whatever you enjoy and give us a rating to let us know how you think we're doing. It helps people find the show and also helps us better ourselves, because isn't that the whole point of 2020 is us trying to figure out how to be better people than we were in 2010. And exactly, because number
1: one, we are not gross. Most of the no, time, trying not to be. And two, your ratings telling us how great we are helps to make the world a better place. <laughs> okay, I may have. I may have <laughs> and jumped. Isn't that what we all want there to be? There may be some jumps in logic there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole
0: episode's about Jumps in logic, but make sure you have twenty six when we actually get to see. Um, Black Widow in action for the first time and uh, we get to meet one of Brooks and my favorite people in all of Hollywood. Heidi ah, Moneymaker. <laughs> Spoilers Heidi Moneymaker. Money <laughs> Make sure you're not you do not miss minute twenty six. Enough said. Bye.